Hey there, welcome to Urban Village Church. You're joining the live stream of our worship gathering. I'm Darren Calhoun, and I'm thrilled to have you join us today. Whether you're a familiar face or new to our community, we're so grateful that you're here. At Urban Village Church, we're all about being bold, inclusive, and relevant. And if you're new here, let me tell you why that matters. First, boldness is in our DNA. We are not afraid to ask tough questions, to challenge the norms, and explore new possibilities. We believe that faith is a journey of growth and exploration. So get ready to dive deep and open your heart to some fresh perspectives. Inclusivity is at the core of who we are. No matter where you're from, how you identify, or what life experiences you've had, you are welcome here. We celebrate the wild and wonderful differences that make each of us unique. You belong in this community just as you are. And finally, we strive to be relevant. What we do as a church should connect with your everyday life. Our messages dig deep into real life issues and our times of worship are intentional about meeting you right where you are. Our aim is to provide inspiration and practical insights anchored by the love of Jesus that you can apply to your own journey. So as we continue with our worship gathering, I want to invite you to engage with us right now. Join in the conversation in the chat. Share your questions and share your thoughts or just say hi. After the sermon, we'll sometimes have a Q&A session where you can share your thoughts, ask questions and explore the message further. So keep your phone or keyboard handy. We also have an app and a digital connect card for you to fill out. It's a great way for us to get to know you better and for you to stay connected to the UBC community. You can find the link in the description or scan the QR code on your screen. So let's dive in together. Open your heart, join the chat, ask questions, and fill out the digital connect card. We're excited to journey with you and co-create a vibrant community of love and support. Welcome to Urban Village Church. Welcome, everybody, uh, to Urban Village Church West in River Forest United Bethist Church. We are going to continue singing this morning together. We're going to start out singing um, a classic song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. So please stand with us as you're able and sing this song with us. Shall come 
singing with us this morning. Um, we're going to continue in worship, and I feel like I should preface this. We, it doesn't always look like this, a lot of people running around. <laughs> we're having a, a few technical difficulties with our projection and different things, so bear with us. Even, you know, Beyonce and Taylor Swift, they have tech issues, right? So, oh, and yes, we, we have some lyric sheets, too, that we've printed in case um, you need the lyrics to follow along with us this morning. Um, we're going to continue in worship and singing a song called Light of the World. Um, so as we pass out those lyric sheets, uh, you can sing along with us.
this morning. God, thank you for this season of Advent. Um, as we come together in the name of peace, God, I pray that you would be with us today as we worship together, as we share the peace of Christ with each other, as we fellowship and prepare for um, this season to celebrate um, you coming to be with us um, in your birth and um, all that that means to um, this world and its brokenness. God, just thank you for this beautiful sentiment that we can remember you in this way, God. Um, I pray that you would be with Christian as he comes and shares your word with us, God. Um, thank you for all those who chosen to be here in your presence this morning, God. Um, be with those who are unable to be here and um, all of those viewing online and in person, God. Just um, thank you for this faith community in um, this morning that we can join together and freely worship you and um, spend time with people um, and in fellowship and love um, and inclusivity and I pray that you would we ask all these things, God, in your name. Amen. Amen. You can 
be seated. The sign up for the Christmas potluck on December 17th. Uh, we encourage you to please sign up so we know how much food to have. Um, it sounds like several people have signed up. I looked at the spreadsheet. Please go online, or and there's a little there's a link where you can go to do that. Um, I have not attended. I do plan to attend this year. It sounds like it's a fabulous time to fellowship, to laugh, have food, and have some libations. Um, also, libations, legal stuff, non-alcoholic. Um, if any of you guys are interested in our Soul Food, Soul Friends ministry, um, you should check out the tear-off or look forward in the church center. My understanding is that this is an eight-week journey where you'll be paired up with another UVC member based on your interests, uh, what you like and dislike. It's a one-on-one -on -one type of thing. And if you would love to be a part of this, we encourage you to please participate. Also, something that is in the bulletin is that on Christmas Eve, we will have two services here. There'll be one at 10.30 in the morning, and there will be one at 7 p.m. Uh, we would love to see you guys here to participate as we climax, you know, the birth of Jesus. So we hope you guys can attend. Additionally, there will be no worship service at River Forest at this site on December 31st. Um, but there will be an all-UVC service at our Wicker Park site. 
Um, if you're unable to attend in person, please know that you can also watch it online. You guys have a great morning. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. During the Advent season, uh, uh, instead of testimony, we do the Advent candle lighting. And so uh, some of you have gotten to know the Gamboa family uh, that are living uh, next door to the church. And so I'm going to invite them to come forward at this time uh, to participate in uh, the Advent candle lighting. Uh, and as they come forward, um, we will have on the screen uh, a liturgy, and uh, they will be reading, Wilbur will be reading in Spanish, uh, you will see it in English, uh, and uh, there'll be a time for all of us to respond. So come on up here, Wilbur. Good to see you, all of you. En los días en el que el pueblo de Dios anhelaba la paz, Isaías declaró, El Dios de ustedes dice, Consuelen a mi pueblo, consuélenlo. Hablen al corazón de Jerusalén, díganle en voz cuello. Que ya se ha cumplido su tiempo que su pecado ya ha sido perdonado, que ya ha recibido de manos del Señor el doble de todos sus pecados. Good morning, everyone. Nosotros, los que nos reunimos hoy, también buscamos consuelo y paz pero no estamos satisfechos con los tipos de paz que nos dicen que nos quedemos callados y nos dejemos llevar. Anhelamos una paz real, una paz verdadera y una paz justa. Congregación. Let us respond uh, from the screen. We wait as people surprised again and again by God who shakes us out of our complacency and wakes us up to the work of love all around us. Encendamos estas velas como signos de esperanza asombrosa y la paz justa de Dios que sean faros que nos llamen al arrepentimiento y vivir las buenas nuevas de Jesucristo mientras esperamos. Velamos y trabajamos por el día en que todas las personas puedan Reunirse para adorar y glorificar a Dios. Amen. Amen. We will, as we light the candles, we will respond. We're going to sing the first and fourth verses of It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. It'll be on the screen and also the first and fourth, uh, 218 in your hymnals.
I would invite now our uh, children to go uh, upstairs uh, with Miss Allie and Miss Holly. Uh, and the rest of us, we are at the time now. We will pass the peace of Christ. So I invite you now to uh, stand and say hello to your neighbor. Pay attention to name tags. Green means a handshake, side hug, or fine. Uh, yellow means ask how they're feeling today. Red means a hand wave from afar. Folks watching online, I would invite you to share your favorite emoji of peace.
in the refrigerator, you're looking to see if there's anywhere, any way that any of this uh, could be put together. And so they looked at this and they realized they still, as far as I know, I'm looking, we still haven't found it. So it's still one piece is missing. And that's a weird feeling because the whole thing, it's lovely. And so it's pretty much, it's all like 99.9% .9 done. And yet there's that one piece that is not there. And I don't know, for some of you, like that would really kind of drive you bananas. For others, like, ah, close enough. But still, having that piece missing, there is a sense of perhaps incompleteness. So I mentioned earlier that today's theme for this Advent Sunday is peace. So whenever, of course, I think about and reflecting on the sermon and what I'll be uh, preaching about, the word or phrase will be sticking with me. So peace has been on my mind a lot this week. And I was thinking about peace and peace and peace, and then, of course, it went from P-E-A-C-E -E to P-I-E-C-E. -E. Uh, and that's when it kind of dawned on me that peace is missing, that peace is missing, that peace is missing. And we feel that P-E-A-C-E -E missing in so many different ways. At times in our lives when we feel like I have no Peace, I feel distant, I feel anxious, I feel at odds with the world. And certainly in our world today, it is hard to look at the news and the latest from Gaza. Peace is missing, peace is missing, peace is missing. And we wonder, will peace even ever, is it possible to find that thing that brings completeness again? And so in, when we had asked a few weeks ago about people wanting to, uh, asking suggestions about what the sermon series might be for 2024, and that was one of the top responses, like how do we find peace? How do we have hope in the midst of seeming hopelessness and that missing peace? Well, our passage today uh, begins to reflect on peace. It comes in the midst of what is sometimes called the farewell discourse. This comes from the Gospel of John, roughly chapters, uh, depending on how you mark it, either chapters 13 or 14 through chapter 17. This is Jesus' final words to his followers, to his disciples. It begins with perhaps the well-known story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. But one thing comes up over and over again as Jesus shares his final thoughts, his final words, his ways of trying to comfort those who follow him. And one of the things that comes up again and again is that Jesus wants his disciples, he wants his friends, he wants his followers to have the same kind of union that Jesus shares with God. We see this throughout the Gospel of John over and over again. Jesus saying in various ways, God and I, the Father and I are one. So one example, this is chapter 14, verse 20, Jesus says, On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Jesus says over and over, the Father and I are one, and he wants others. I want you to be in me, so you can have that same union, that same kind of connection. This is something that Jesus wants so much for them to know and to feel. And this is important because later on in our passage today, we read that Jesus says there will be a time when they may not experience 
that kind of union, that kind of connection. Jesus says, the hour is coming, in our passage today, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each one to his home, and you will leave me alone. Here perhaps there are a couple of different meanings, but one meaning for sure is Jesus is letting them know that there will be a time when you leave me. When I thought you were with me and you are not there anymore. The betrayal that we know today, the hour is coming when you will be scattered. And that word stuck with me this week too, scattered. You will be scattered. And that's something that also is continuing to sit with me as I think about my own feelings and that lack of peace, that missing peace. And we wonder and we think, do you feel scattered right now? The world feels scattered. As Jesus told his disciples, you will be scattered. And that's something perhaps that we can all relate to as well, that sense of scatteredness. And we wonder, how can we be put back together again? How can we find that missing piece once again? This week, I was on a, a Zoom call with uh, a friend of mine whose name is Jane Easley. I think I mentioned Jane once before. She used to be the pastor of Christ United Methodist Church in Rockford. Uh, just this past summer, uh, she is now a, a missionary with the United Methodist Church in Jerusalem. Her official title is she's the advocacy coordinator of the Methodist Liaison Office in Jerusalem. So she's there with two or three other people from the big Methodist umbrella. And she's been having these Zoom calls every Wednesday. Anybody can participate, and they happen at noon on Wednesdays. And they come on and share a little bit about what's going on in Jerusalem right now. And this week, someone from uh, an entity called St. George's was there to talk about what's going on in Bethlehem, where he is located, and mentioning all of the horrific things that they are experiencing. And one thing, a uh, small thing that he mentioned that I never thought about, so many in Bethlehem, of course, is so dependent on tourism. And that is not going to happen for them this year. And so again, you can just feel, there are about 50 people on this Zoom call, and you can feel that sense of scatteredness and that feeling of hopelessness, that feeling of helplessness. What can we do, even when it seems like, do our prayers even make a difference? And I was feeling that sense of scatteredness. And so from this group of 50, then we broke off into smaller groups, a time to pray and to reflect and to share what's on our hearts. And so we're breaking off into these smaller groups. And I was with four other people. I had no idea. I'd never met them before. And as much as sometimes I groan when I think about Zoom meeting, and as much as sometimes like Zoom just wears me out, I was grateful for the opportunity in that moment to see four other people. One lives in Mount Morris, Illinois. One lives in Aurora, Illinois. One lives in Sheffield, England, and one lives in Devon, England. The five of us, scattered from all literally around the world, but in that moment, we were together. And we began to share what was on our hearts, and we began to share a prayer. These strangers, all feeling and coming together because of our scatteredness, hoping, perhaps, that we might find some peace even in that moment. But I continue to ask the question, is peace possible? Will there be pieces missing? And then Jesus says this. Jesus says, I am not alone because the Father is with me. And I have said this to you 
so that in me you may have peace. Even in the midst of scatteredness, Jesus says, if you are in me, you will have and find peace. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. The Greek that we know from peace is a word uh, pronounced arene, uh, and that's from a Greek verb called aero, which means to join or bind together that which has been separated. That's what peace means, to join together, to bind together that which has been separated. And that also, as I was thinking about the pieces that are missing from my own life, my own sense of Peace, and that began to click for me, that sense of joining together. Jesus is joined together with God. The disciples, he is trying to say, you will be forever joined with me. That is that kind of peace, that even though we are scattered, we might be joined together. Can that happen today? We ask ourselves. Can that joining together, that coming together, is it even possible? When we continue to see what's going on, when our country won't even allow a vote in the UN for a ceasefire, and we feel that sense of scatteredness in our lives. Is peace possible? And so I continue to search and pray and wonder, and I came across a story this week that I had known about. This uh, story I'm about to tell happened in the year 2000. And sometimes when you read, I'll speak for myself, but sometimes when I read stories like this, and I think, to, oh, that is a feel-good kind of story. Heartbreaking, but feel-good kind of story. And I wonder, and I kind of just pass them over. But sometimes these kinds of stories are exactly what I need. It gives me the kind of hope and the kind of peace that I need so that I don't feel quite so scattered. So I read this story. This happened in September of the year 2000. This was in the Christian Science Monitor. And it's a story about a man named Omri Jada, who is a Palestinian. Omri one day was going to Lake Kinneret with his cousin Mohammed. That summer there was a drought, and so the lake was particularly low. But Omri was there with his cousin. They were having a picnic lunch with pitas and savory stuffings. And then Omri saw off in the distance a young boy who was going out into the lake. And again, because the lake was low, he was going out farther than he normally did but the little boy got swept up in a current. And Omri could see from where he was that the boy is getting swept up into the current and was in trouble. And so Omri immediately went out to the lake, and Mohammed, his cousin, followed him. So Omri finally got to the child who was beginning, the current was beginning to sweep him away, and he, he grabbed hold of him. And Mohammed, who was behind him, he was able to give this boy over to Mohammed, but Mohammed couldn't swim. And then the current started to sweep Omri away. And so as Muhammad was holding this boy, there wasn't anything he could do to watch the current continue to sweep Omri away, and Omri tragically drowned. What made this story notable is that the boy, six-year-old, is Jewish. And so that's in this moment and time, and they were talking about here was this Muslim man paying no attention to what nationality, what background this boy was. He saw someone who needed to be saved, and he literally gave his life so that he might be saved. This Jewish boy whose family was from Upper Nazareth. 
As I was reading the story, Omri's father said there was nothing unusual about Omri helping someone in need as Islam directs us to help those in trouble. And the boy's mother said, I can't even begin to express the connection I feel with their family. And as I read the story for me this week, that was a piece that clicked for me. It was like that was the piece for me this week anyway that was missing. A reminder as we read over and over again about the violence that we are seeing and watching from afar, a reminder that there still is love and care and compassion for those who live in that area. And then another piece that also clicked in for me, this Lake Kinneret is better known perhaps to us as the Sea of Galilee. This place where Jesus walked and called disciples and did miracles, and perhaps this was a miracle too that happened on that day. That was the piece that I needed this week. When I feel scattered, it was a joining together, a bringing together this kind of peace in my own life. We can talk about and we say and we lift up our prayers for peace and sometimes perhaps we wonder, is this even doing anything at all? And that's when perhaps our souls feel scattered. And in those moments, perhaps we are particularly thinking about how can we abide in Jesus, who had that connection with God and who invited his followers to have that connection in him so that even if you are feeling that sense of scatteredness, that there can be a joining together. And when we feel that connection, when we feel and can come together in that way, then perhaps we can look out in our own lives and try to discern and how can I help others connect in that same way? What role can I play? How can I be that last piece of the puzzle so that others who might feel that sense of scatteredness can also feel, at least for a moment, a sense of peace, a sense of arene, a sense of Jesus being in their own lives. The world is a puzzle. Our lives are puzzles too. And in the midst of that scatteredness, my prayer is that you might find that sense of Christ's love in your own soul and heart so that you might find that joining together. And then you might feel inspired to go out in the world wherever you go so that you might say, how can I be that peace? How can I be that peace? How can I be that peace that fits for someone else. Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, we lift up prayers of peace this Advent season, and we treasure in our hearts the news that you come to us and you provide that for us. And even in the moments when we feel empty or anxious or wonder how you are, if you are near, we ask for you bringing us together so that we don't feel scattered. And I pray that you might also give us the courage to be able to bring that peace uh, to others that we come across. 
people that you have brought into our own lives. And all of this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We read the good news in our midst here today. And so whenever we reflect on good news, we respond. And so today I would invite you to respond. Uh, earlier, we, um, there's a tear-off on the bulletin, so I invite you to uh, put that tear-off uh, in the uh, plates. That would be an amazing offering. As today is your first time here with us, you may notice some people are putting financial gifts, and so feel no compulsion to do that. You're our guests. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, I invite you to uh, put that tear-off in or scan the QR code on the front of your bulletin. Uh, if this is your church home, we invite you to uh, think about uh, giving either today in the plate or online. Let us bring our gifts. Another way that we respond uh, to the word in our midst is by coming together at the communion table. And so we do so today. And when we do, we remember that Jesus, as we read in our passage today in John, we sense and see that Jesus looked at his closest friends and followers and wanted to convey to them a sense of togetherness, a sense of completeness. And he did so by taking bread, giving thanks to God, giving it to his disciples, and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take, eat in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples, and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We give thanks to God, we remember the presence of Christ, and we also call upon the Holy Spirit to come and be present in our midst today. And so we take time in our service to be in prayer. And so I would invite you to now lift up prayers that are on your hearts, whether they be prayers of thanksgiving and praise, whether they be prayers of healing for yourself or for someone else, they may be prayers of forgiveness so that you might feel whole, or of course, prayers for peace in our world. Let us take time to be in prayer, and then we join our voices in the prayer that Jesus taught us.
Holy and loving God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery. We give you thanks that you hear our prayers. We thank you, give you thanks for coming into our midst. And we lift up the prayers that are on our hearts, trusting that you enter into this space, that we might know your presence, not only through these prayers, but also by gathering together at this table. And so we pray that your Holy Spirit be with us on this gift of bread and cup. They may be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world your presence. And we remember, too, that we do not lift up our prayers alone, but we lift them up in community. And so now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, our Father, our Mother, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen. We, uh, I would invite uh, Catherine and Brandy to come forward at this time. And uh, I would let you know how we will be doing uh, communion uh, this morning. So uh, we'll have uh, three people up front here. One will be holding a loaf of bread, some half loaf. One will be holding a cup with grape juice. Uh, and one will be uh, holding a basket that has uh, gluten-free elements uh, in that. Uh, today, we will be having, not the children will be coming forward. Uh, and so today, we invite you uh, to come forward, uh, partake of this. And then also afterward, we invite you to um, light one of the candles. We'll make sure one of the candles are let down on the bowl of sand. Uh, and so uh, you can light a candle as a way of being uh, God's presence in this world, or perhaps you're remembering someone today. Uh, and also um, know that you are all welcome at this table. No matter who you are, where you come from, what your tradition might be, uh, there's a place set just for you. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. This is an open table. So as you feel so called, come and eat.
Let us pray. Whenever we come at a table, oh God, we come from all different places, but yet we come and are seated and are one, and we do the same today. I pray that somehow, some way, we might know, even for a moment, some sense of peace, adjoining together, both you and our lives and then with one another here in this community. You know all the stories that are here today. And I pray that there might be a sense of healing, a sense of coming together. Thank you, Lord, for coming into our hearts and into this place. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing one last song together, so um, please stand with us. Um, as we sing, peace be still.
tells us and asks to let faith rise up. May our prayer today, may peace rise up. May the peace of God rise up in our hearts. May the peace of God come into this world, especially in place where there is terror and violence and uncertainty. We pray this peace in the name of the one who created all of us and who created peace in the name of the Prince of Peace who came and showed us a new way in the name of the Holy Spirit who comes into our lives and reminds us that peace is everlasting. And all of us pray in Jesus' name, go to serve and love the Lord.